Welcome to the Less Stressed Moms podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Birmingham. Being a mom is the most rewarding yet most challenging job in the world. I spent years trying to do it all, balance motherhood, marriage, family, and a career or two to keep up with the Joneses and move up the social ladder of life until the stress caught up with me. This podcast is dedicated to all the women who are burnt out, stressed out, and exhausted, and who just want to slow down and enjoy life. On this podcast, we talk about everything associated with being a woman, motherhood, what's for dinner, menopause, relationships, mindset, and more. If a woman is doing it, we're going to talk about it. Because you found this podcast, I'm sure you're a multitasker. So go ahead, put those ear pods in, and let's go. Welcome to the Less Stressed Moms podcast. In this episode, I'll be sharing about how five years and eight instances reshaped my life. In an instant, everything can change. For me, it was several events that would change the trajectory of my life. In January 2014, our niece's home burned to the ground. Luckily, she, her husband, and her infant daughter were not home. She had been working on organizing the family's photos, so my sister-in-law lost every photo she'd ever taken as they were at her daughter's house at the time of the fire. We take pictures to capture memories, and in an instant, poof, all of those memories were gone for that family. It's important to be present at the moment and hold some memories in your mind and heart so that they can live forever. In May 2014, we received a call that our nephew had passed away suddenly at the age of 30. He was the second born of my in-laws' children and their only son. He left behind a widow and a seven-month-old daughter. This is the sibling of my niece who experienced the house fire. I can't even begin to imagine what that pain is like. No parent should ever have to bury a child. And on top of this, they had lost all of those precious family photos just months earlier. My son was the victim of a hit and run vehicle versus a pedestrian accident in May, 2015. It's every parent's worst nightmare. For some reason that night before I went to sleep, I kept checking my phone to be sure that my do not disturb setting was working properly. Shortly after falling asleep, I got a call from my son's phone, but it wasn't his voice on the other end. It was a stranger telling me they found my son lying on the side of the road, looking like he might have gotten jumped and that they had called 911. My husband and I leaped up out of bed and hurried to the scene. Luckily, we were in town the weekend of this tragic accident. Seeing my baby boy lying on the curb, bleeding, with paramedics around him, dropped me to the ground. Luckily, my son made a full recovery. To this day, we don't know exactly what happened. My son said it doesn't do any good to be angry at a faceless person, so he decided to heal and move forward. He said it was his only option. I still cringe when I pass that intersection or when I see the scar on my son's head. On August 2015, all I remember was my husband shaking me to wake up yelling, we have a fire, we have to get out. I don't know why my husband woke up that night, but I thank God that he did. He woke up and went to the kitchen to get a drink of water and he thought, 
Man, that moon is really orange tonight. But when he got to the sink, he saw the fire outside through the kitchen window. Had my husband not woken up, we might have burned with our house. The fire was just mere feet away on the other side of our bedroom wall, blazing. We grabbed our dog, I grabbed my purse, and out the front door we ran. We literally felt trapped. Not only was our house on fire, but the truck and the van in the driveway were on fire, and the power lines were snapping in our driveway, which was our only way out of our yard. My husband picked up our 120-pound dog, and we ran out our gate. I remember calling 911, and I remember calling my parents. I felt so helpless. I do want to say that luckily, all of our family photos survived, but my husband lost everything. The shed, the carport, and the garage were total losses. You wouldn't even know that we had a ski boat in our carport if it weren't for the melted pile of metal where the engine once was. We had escaped with the clothes on our back. The neighbor gave my husband a pair of flip-flops to wear, and I remember going to the store to buy a few new pieces of clothing since I had to work on Monday. Our house burnt on Sunday morning. I remember going to work on Monday and my boss coming in the door and saying, oh, I didn't think you were here because I didn't see your car in the parking lot. I explained to her that I was driving a rental car because our house and vehicles had burnt and she asked why I was at work. Sometimes when you experience such a devastating loss, you just seek the normalcy of life. You can replace a house and belongings, but you cannot replace living things. 10 days after our house had burnt, our beloved 120 pound dog passed away. He was my protector and my husband's best friend. He was a piece of our son's childhood as well. I remember begging the vet to save him. And she said, if we really loved him, we would let him go so he would be out of pain. Looking back, we thought he was just getting old. Had we known he had cancer, we would have done anything we could to save him or at least make his remaining time less painful. This still hurts today. Sometimes it's hard to cope with major losses. The loss of loved ones, the loss of belongings, the loss of your identity. You can't go back and change the past. What happened, happened. The only thing we can do is learn how to deal with life. Some of us determine that we will not let events define us. We persevere. We learn how to cope. But sometimes so much loss can lead to a downward spiral into depression and mental health issues. Learning to redefine ourselves after major life events is easier for some than others. All we can do is be there to support the ones who have a tougher time. We don't abandon family who are diagnosed with diseases like cancer. And we should not abandon family who are diagnosed with diseases like mental health and depression. I focused on strengthening myself through meditation, exercise, personal growth, and counseling so that I could be there to support my family members who were dealing with mental health issues. In December 2015, we received the call that my father-in-law passed away. Even though he had been battling stage four lung cancer for years, you're never ready for that call. I cherish the time 
that we spent with him earlier that summer. As if losing a child and a father weren't enough, my brother-in-law called us in March 2019 to tell us that his oldest daughter had passed away. Honestly, this was the final straw for me. It was at this point that I decided that life was too short to spend it working so hard to buy material things to impress other people instead of spending time with the people we love. This was the point in my life when I decided that things had to change. I had an unshakable feeling down to the very last cell in my body that I had to make changes in life. I had to share my passion with others because too many people are living a life that they think they should live instead of one that they want to live. At the time I decided to make these changes, I was seeing my parents maybe once or twice a month, even though they lived 15 miles away. Our son lived 300 miles away over a mountain pass that occasionally closed during the winter. I was working a full-time job, completing my bachelor's degree, and leading a direct sales team. I told my husband I wanted to leave my good-paying job, sell our recently rebuilt home, which was totally our style and our dream house, and move closer to our son. Oh, and I wanted to bring my parents along to live with us. It took us two years to find a suitable house. It's not our dream house, but it's one that works for this stage of our life. Luckily, while most people were struggling through COVID-19, the pandemic provided me an opportunity to continue working remotely while we made this move. My full-time job ended in March 2021. I decided that if we chose to live more simply, we could survive on my direct sales income and my husband's income. I'm not going to say it's always easy, but it has provided me the opportunity to spend more time with family and with learning who I want to be in this second chapter of my life. I know that if we need money, I can always get another full-time job. I also know that my time with my loved ones is not guaranteed. I want to make the most out of my time because it's something that I cannot buy back. You can always make more money, but you can never buy more time. I don't share my story so that people can pity the losses we've suffered. I share it in hopes that it can help someone who feels like they're drowning in stress. One thing is guaranteed. We will all leave this earth one day. In the meantime, we have a choice. We can choose to make memories or we can choose to work and make money, buying things to impress other people. I hope that you'll keep tuning in for more stories and tips about life enjoyment and self-love for busy moms. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this episode made you think and gave you some ideas and tools to help you stress less and find more time for joy. If you found it helpful, please do me a favor and share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this. Get the word out and share it on your social. I would love to know what topics you want to hear more about. Please DM me so I can bring you more of what you want and what you need. Connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Less Stressed Moms. That's Less, L-E-S-S, Stressed, S-T-R-E-S-S-E-D, Moms. And let's talk about stuff, everything, or anything.